The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. It's Friday, May 17th, and we're here for our live weekly chat about anything and everything soap. And if there's only one truthful thing that I say for the next hour, let it be this. The past week in soap news will definitely lend itself to the discussion of anything and everything soap. Hirings, firings, downsizing. And when there's this much soap news getting fans lathered up, we open up the phone lines so that you can call in and share your thoughts. It's one of my favorite parts about doing this show every week. The number is the same as it is every week, but if you don't have it handy or if maybe you're a first-time listener, the number is toll-free, 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. If you aren't able to call in but you still want to share your thoughts with us, you can do so on Twitter by following us at Soap Central Live or at Soap Central. There's also a discussion thread going on right now on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Soap Central. Coming up later in this half hour, I'll be joined by Daytime Confidential's Jamie Giddens and Jillian Bowe, who will be offering their thoughts on the decision announced yesterday to begin broadcasting fewer episodes of All My Children and One Life to Live each week. I know that a lot of you have some thoughts about that. I'm also interested in hearing what they have to say. Uh, I'm sure that there are also a lot of other topics that they'll want to discuss. We're going to fit all of those in. But up first, the week started off with a report that Jacqueline McInnes Wood had decided not to renew her contract as Steffi on The Bold and the Beautiful. A day later, a B&B spokesperson said that Wood was merely taking some time off from the show, as she's done in the past. And then just as fans were maybe breathing a sigh of relief there, Hunter Tylo announced that she was off contract with The Bold and the Beautiful. And with B&B having lost two big-name stars last year, can they really weather losing any more stars? So to help me maybe answer that question and much more is SoapCentral.com, Two Scoops columnist Adam Michael James. Mike, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Hello, Dan. It's great to be back. Yeah, well, it's great to be back, but there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> I guess yeah, it I mean, is so... I mean, I mean, our backstage, uh, is the backstage stuff allowed to have May sweeps? Because that's kind of what's going on. It does seem interesting to me that anytime there's a big sweeps period or right before, there really seems to be a lot of behind-the-scenes news. And I always tell fans that if you don't see anything being talked about on your favorite soap, 
don't complain. It's not necessarily uh, that your soap is being slighted or something's bad. It's that sometimes when there is news, it ends up being stuff like this that people may be leaving the show. Yeah, and, and this, this stuff has really got B&B fans in a, in a dither. Oh, my gosh, it does. So should we start with first things first here? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Does B&B have wood, <laughs> or do you think they've <laughs> lost that loving feeling? What, what do you want to weigh life, in? What is this, one life to live, or are we allowed to say things like that now? <laughs> you know, it's the Internet, it's Friday, it's the middle of May. I figured let's, let's cut loose a little bit here. But let's seriously. Go, well, let's go with the wood. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you are comfortable in thinking that perhaps uh, this really is a case of things being blown out of proportion, that Jackie Wood is staying with the show, she's just taking a break, she'll be back, and fans will be right back involved in that triangle from hell sooner than later? Ugh. Well, it, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing to call, especially when there's so many different news sources saying so many different things. The only thing we know for sure is that, is that Jackie is going off the show for a while, at least, so there, there's a start there. So that could mean any number of things. I mean, she does have a lot of other projects going on, and I would imagine, you know, she's a very talented young actress that she would want to explore other things, you know, because any any actor wants to, you know, expand on their experience and, and build their mm-hmm. resume. So, so I could see if she were leaving permanently, it would make sense, or, or McGinnis would make sense. But, um, and the other thing about that is, I mean, sure, I'd love her to stay. On the other hand, I mean, as an actor, Steffi really isn't given that much to do. I mean, yeah, you know, she's in this major triangle, but it's all, it, it's a big circle. It just goes around in, 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 you know, well, circles, a triangle that's a circle. And I can't imagine that would be very challenging for an actor, especially after what it's been almost two years of Leffy Lope. So if, if that were part of it, I could understand why she would want to go, okay, I'm ready to move on to other things. Well, let me circle back to your triangle. One of the things that I've (laughs) always said that is a very delicate line is that when a soap finds an actor or maybe a couple that's really their their gold, the character or the the couple that everybody seems to be tuning in for – even the most diehard fans of that performer or that couple at some point in time – are going to start to get saturated and are going to say, you know, we love them, but maybe we don't need to see them five days a week. That aside, B&B really has invested a lot of its story, at least in part, to Steffi. If Jackie were to be leaving, and we're, we're acknowledging she's taking a break, we're not saying that she's leaving permanently, but if she were, hypothetically, that would be a big blow to all the story, I would think, that the show is told because so much of it has been centered, at least in part, on that character. It would be a blow, but at the same time, I can't help feeling somewhat relieved because, you know, even though, you know, it's not like I want Jackie to be out of a job or I don't think she will be, you know, she'll, she'll pick up on something. And if she does come back, that's great. But to me, this is an opportunity to finally blow a hole in that triangle. It's, as you say, it's been overexposed. It has no legs anymore because Liam waffles back and forth so quickly that whoever he's with, you know, he's just going to dump in two or three weeks anyway. So th- there's no rooting value. It's gone. It's, it's just not there. So Steffi leaving is, is kind of, it almost could give the show a bit of a reboot by not focusing on that triangle so much. Cause really, I mean, I think everybody's sick of it. I don't think anyone cares who Liam gets with at this point. <laughs> if anyone at all. Now, 
we're talking about you know characters who've had a lot of, of story focused on them. Now she isn't an original cast member, although I'm sure people who don't know the Bold and the Beautiful well may be surprised to know that Hunter Tylo hasn't been there since day one. She hasn't. She's not one of that core four that we've talked about. But she is certainly, I would say it's safe to argue, one of the most recognizable actresses from The Bold and the Beautiful. If Hunter Tylo is leaving, as she said, she's off contract, again, that's going to have to be seen as a really big blow to the show. Taylor is a really tough one that way because she has been around practically since the beginning. I mean, the show started in 87 and Hunter Tyler came on in 1990, but she was there, you know, pretty stuck in our memories. As you say, that is going to be a big blow. On the other hand, um, Taylor really hasn't had that much to do. Um, I mean, yeah, she's in this romance with Eric, but it's a very underdeveloped romance. It, you know, one romp in a bedroom does not a Forrester matriarch make. It's just they haven't really, they haven't really spent a lot of time on it. And um, I think that's kind of what's, what's not working for me. And, and plus, I don't know, there's just something the way Taylor has been written since she came back in 2005. It's a little more edgy, a little more, I don't know, something that has not captured me quite as much. Although I know that the legions of Taylor fans out there would, would totally disagree with me, and that's cool. But um, I can understand, in a way, you know, that Hunter Tyler would want to go because that's, to me, it all goes back to Leffy Lope taking over the show. It, it has not really given other actors really much of a chance to shine. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why Susan Flannery and Ron Moss left. Um, Jack Wagner talked about it. Even Sean Kanan last year when when he came back as Deacon, chose General Hospital because of the focus on Leffy Lope. So I think that would be enough to, you know, if you're not in that triangle, you're kind of not on the air. So I can understand why Hunter Tyler would feel she's not getting the material she deserves. And believe me, she does deserve it. She's an awesome actress. Now let's address, and before anybody puts their fingers to the keyboard and sends email, this is just an expression. This is not meant to be anything else. But... Let's address the elephant in the room here. Again, don't send me the emails. Don't want to hear it. But if you get rid of Steffi and you get rid of Taylor, this may lend some sort of credence to people who've said that the bold and the beautiful has become the Brooke show. Yeah, I had a feeling we were going here. <laughs> what? Not taking a side, strictly objective. Isn't that a seem to be a very valid argument if that's the case? It's it's not an invalid argument, let's put it that way. I mean, I, I can understand that Brooke has gotten a lot of the focus over the years, and and um, but I think that if, if this were done right, you know, this could be an opportunity to kind of give the show some fresh material. Example number one, where is Thorne? This is this would be the part with Taylor and Stephanie gone. This would be the perfect opportunity for Thorne to get you know some front burner action because Winter Harmon hasn't had a storyline in what six years. You know he's in the basement. And he gets a somebody pages him once in a while. I mean he's a forester. You know this would be great to balance things out to to bring Thorne in there and also too you could bring Clark and CJ back. They're Spectre garrisons. That would also kind of take the you know. Um, balance off of the Logans a bit. It could be done right. I want to also interject as well. It doesn't matter who you think a particular show revolves around. In this case, you know, we're talking about Brooke. 
if other actors want to leave for whatever reasons they choose to leave, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's an indication of one thing or another. I mean, if, if somebody's ready to move on, if somebody has an offer to do a movie and they leave the show, that isn't necessarily tied, although we talked about the fact that you know there are some indications that some of the other stars may have left because they weren't front and center, because they're not part of the under 30 crowd that apparently advertisers are trying to get a hold of. But if somebody wants to leave, they're going to leave regardless of whose show it's being viewed as. Oh, that's certainly true. That's certainly true. I mean, I, I do think there's some credence to the argument that, that Lefty Lope Lefty Lope is a turnoff to some of the other actors. But it, like you said, I mean, there's a time to play a part for a length of time. There's a time to move on. And it could just be coincidence, too, that that these folks want to move on. So it's a tough one. But I, I, I don't know. With me, I'm not. I wouldn't stop watching a show because of a particular actor leaving or not. I mean, I was mad when Kimberlyn Brown left, you know, in 1995 and 1998, and I still watched. Oh, my God. This is almost 10 years later, more than 10 years. Are you still hammering that home? Oh, my gosh. Where is Sheila? <laughs> well, apparently she has a, a whole new face. So even if she came back, you wouldn't recognize her anyway. I don't count that story as valid. Thank oh. you. <laughs> wow, that was actually kind of snippy. Wow, I'm, I'm stunned. Every, I was just putting a little Sheila on you. No, um, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I always thought that storyline was kind of silly. I think the real Sheila's out there somewhere, and whoever had Phyllis's face was like Sugar or one of those people. But we're getting off the topic here. Well, let's try to get back on topic. We have someone who wanted to weigh in on some of the B and B things. We have a call from Indiana. I believe it's Renea. Ren, uh, are you there, Renea? Yes, I am there. How are you? Um, I want to ask a question um, about Steffi. Okay, if if she's leaving, will she be returning? Well, that's what it seems to be. Here's the the short version is that there was a report earlier in the week that she was done. She said, I'm not signing a new contract. I'm out. Then it became a little more convoluted. The show said she's leaving, but it's not as permanent as everyone's saying. She's just taking some time off. I think it was 2010, the actress took some time off to go and film a movie up in Canada, uh, one of the Final Destination movies, uh, and that she'll be back after taking a break. That's what's being said. Now, I'm going to let you know that we have all been misled in the past by PR people saying one thing, and it's not necessarily the truth. So I guess it's sort of a a wait-and-see approach but the show insists that she's coming back. Okay. And one more question. Sure. Do you think Ron Moss is coming back? Mike, what do you think? I would like to think so, but it, it's hard to say because, you know, if, he, if, if Rich hasn't been back for Stephanie's death or Stephanie's wedding, then, you know... I'm going to say the odds are against it, but I'm still hopeful, too, because, you know, Ridge is one of the core four, and I'm a purist, and I would love to see Ron Moss back on the show, even just as a, as a guest star. Are these oh, the answers that okay. you wanted to hear, or are these making you upset? Um, I'm fine with it, but I, I have one more question. Is, is Brooke really pregnant in real life? In no, real I'm, life? No. No. Okay, so she's not. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> well, thank you for your – it was a three for one. I, I like that. I feel like we got uh, like a coupon for one question, got two free. So thank you so and, much and for calling into the show. Thank you. 
and really pivotal questions too. Those are good questions. I think those are the questions. It's great that uh, she had all three of those because we had one call or three questions, and those are probably the same questions that everybody wants to know. Well, maybe I'm not sure about the last one. That might be some people are wondering, but certainly the first two are questions that almost all B&B fans probably have. Oh, definitely, definitely. We are almost out of time for our first segment, but in the next part of the show, we're going to be talking about All My Children and One Life to Live and their return and online and Without making you have to wade too far into it, what are your thoughts on watching soaps online? Is this really the future? Are we not quite there yet? What do you think? I watch all my Bold and Beautiful episodes online for the columns, <laughs> uh, partially because you know, we, we chose not to have cable here. But I, I have no qualms watching, thing on, watching things online, and I know that some people do. But at the same time, I would think that any medium which a, a soap is made available through is going to be something that you're going to want to look into one way or another, especially if you're a All My Children, One Life to Live fan. You know, you guys are so lucky to have these shows back. That's what I was going to say. I would argue the other way. I'm sure that As the World Turns, Guiding Light, Passions, Santa Barbara, Sunset Beach, Another World, I'm sure those fans would love one episode a week, one episode a month, anything more than what they have in that's of course nothing. Exactly. I mean, at first when I when I heard that the that all my children in one life to live were getting scaled back to two episodes a week, my first instinct was uh oh. But then I thought about it and I read an interview with Julia Barr and and you know she said it's a good thing. It allows everybody to kind of get caught up, both the viewers and in the production area. So I'm going to go with that and 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 just go with the positive and just be glad that these shows are back and they've really just in these last few weeks shown the world that soaps do count. I think that's absolutely right. Now, you talked about being able to catch up. You've been writing columns since the dawn of time, it seems. And if folks want to catch <laughs> up on what you've had to say, or if they want to catch up with the show, if they've missed some of the bold and beautiful and want to catch up on old episodes, they can go over to SoapCentral.com. They can read from you. They can read recaps. Mike, it's always a pleasure. I know that you'll be back for our year-end show, which is probably going to be here before you know it. But thank you oh, so much God, for dropping yes. by today. <laughs> and, and I'll be back tomorrow on, the, on Soap Central with another column. And boy, I, you thought I said a lot now. I got a lot more to say oh boy well there's your teaser we have a lot more to say coming up in the rest of the show but for now we have to take a quick break but stay tuned soap central live will be back in just about two minutes streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com Hey Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history, or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, 
SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Well, the Internet Gremlins almost got me there, but we are back live with Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Let's get on with the rest of the show. I had the privilege of watching the first episodes of the new All My Children Are One Life to Live with my next two guests. It was everything that you would expect. There was witty observation. There were some raised eyebrows and, of course, a lot of laughs. It's been about a year since their last appearance here on the show. From Daytime Confidential, editorial director and celebrity baby namer, Jamie Giddens. Jamie, welcome back to Subcentral Live. Uh-huh. Can you hear me? There you Okay, great. Now we hear you. Let's bring in your cohort in crime, the senior editor at Daytime Confidential, Jillian Bo. Jillian, welcome back. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit before we get there. Since we were sort of segueing back and forth, we talked a little bit about the bold and the beautiful in the past segment. Before we get into the AMC One Life to Live stuff... Any comments that you either of you would like to make about the Jackie Wood, Hunter Tylo, are they or aren't they situation? Wow, you know, I, I'm needing some Dramamine to just keep up at this point, Dan. I mean, <laughs> uh, Hunter revealed she's out. Uh, Michael Logan says she's still in talks. Hunter's like, that's not true. It's like... Is she or isn't she? You know, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on over there at the House of Bell. So let me ask Jillian, let's play devil's advocate here. Why would a star say that they're leaving a show if they're really still in negotiations? <laughs> they just need to play organ music now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Is she coming back? Tune in next week. Maybe it's a situation where Hunter just feels that, you know, on her end, maybe Hunter feels on her end, she's done, and talks are over, whereas over at the House of Bell, they're like, no, no, we, we still want to talk to her. We're, you know, we don't want to let her go, not without a fight. That's the only thing that I can see with that. This is, has this has got more drama than, than a soap opera. Dad, I would say two words. You ready for them? Uh-oh. Crystal Khalil. <laughs> you know, this is classic. You, well, that know, does ex- you know what's going on. I, I do, yeah. and that explains why there was a plane flying over my house e- today. Exactly. We'll, the plane will be here in a minute. Free <laughs> Hunter Tylo. <laughs> well, 
Oh, gosh. So uh, some soap stars, as I'm sure you know, we'll work on this segue somehow, are larger than life. Now, we had the opportunity to see the stars truly larger than life at the All My Children, One Life premiere when you know we were watching the shows on a what, 30-foot-high screen in a movie theater. To me, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Taking out all of the stuff that happened after the fact, let's go back to the red carpet and the, and the glitter and the 30-foot-high screen. Jamie, what did you think of that whole red carpet extravaganza celebrating the return of the two shows? I was really impressed. I, you know, um, I've been covering soaps now going on six years. I know you've been doing it, what, 15? And in the time that I've done this, I've never seen that type of pomp and circumstance uh, for a daytime soap. I, I kind of started covering it at the the beginning of the end of the glitz and glamour days, you know, mm-hmm. many of my colleagues were like, oh, you should have been here in the 90s when there was, <laughs> you know, caviar in the press room. Well, not caviar, but, you know, Subway as opposed to <laughs> you know, Ritz wow. crackers. So you're just like, oh. So it was really nice to see Prospect Park really treat the stars like stars. You know, Jillian and I were like, oh, my God, they got cars for them at the end of it you know we're like they bought co- you know we're used to stars like walking out hiking up their the dress and going taxi you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. they really nice. rolled out the red carpet literally for that event and it was very classy it was you know it felt prime time um they, they did it upright jillian what were you what's the thing that you most remember from that whole premiere event you mean besides the Cosby Show opening? Um, no. Um, it is what we said just, even then. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it just felt really, it felt like, um, I mean, you know, everybody keeps saying you should have been back there in the 90s and the 80s. I'm like, well, baby, I was a baby back then. I don't think my mom would have let me skip school to go see the <laughs> Emmys around that time. So, no. But I can see now why people keep saying you need to, it, you should have been around then. Because it, even though I was a kid back then, I didn't cover it back then, but you saw it on TV, it felt as though it was that type of era. It just felt as though the energy was just magnificent. Everybody was just on this high about them coming back. It's a new platform. You know, the fans outcries finally brought them back onto their screens, whether it's... Some of them were crying there, behind us on the red carpet. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, there definitely really, were. That, yeah, that really unnerved me. I was like, really, girl? You crying? Calm down. Uh, that really <laughs> did a, a number. It just it just really felt, really felt good to see everybody so proud and happy that their soaps were coming back on the air. It did. Now, I, it's funny that Jamie mentioned the caviar and the subway and all that other stuff. I'll tell you that I remember there was a couple of years back, the first Emmy, I guess the only one that they had at Madison Square Garden, they had an open bar in the press room. They oh, had, uh, you know, they had f- uh, all kinds of fruit and sandwiches and all kinds of stuff. Then like a year or two later, they went to a canned soda and a prepared sandwich. <laughs> And to hear the other press people who were there from, you know, the dawn of time, at that time I was still new, lamenting that, oh, I guess we're getting canned soda this year. It was really weird to see that. So now it's funny for me to hear you mention the Ritz crackers, which now, 
I'm like, gosh, I'm glad they're giving us Ritz crackers. That's amazing, you know, but boo-hoo. This is kind of funny to hear that whole how things have changed, which leads us to... Well, things improved this last year for the industry, so hopefully we'll at least get some... Tostino's pizza rolls, a song. I, I mean, I think we got you know, a cookie. This time we, we got we got what a cookie last year, a cookie and maybe some water. So yeah, I felt like I was in kindergarten and had been told to take my ass a nap because <laughs> you know we get cookies and juice. <laughs> Well, like, you don't read me a story, too. <laughs> what a difference perception makes. We're talking about the, the premiere, and everyone was excited that they're coming back. Now we'll address that uh, the other elephant in the room. This one has nothing to do with the bold and the beautiful. This has to do with the announcement earlier this week that instead of four episodes of All My Children, One Life to Live each week, we're now going to get two of each. There was some immediate reaction from fans. There's been some reaction and explanation from Prospect Park, from some of the stars. I guess let's get right to it. I'm going to start with Jillian because I'm I'm really kind of anxious to hear what she has to say about this. And Jamie, too, even though I've read some of the stuff that you were saying online. What do you think, Jillian? Is it too much to ask for people to watch two hours, not even really two hours of their of a show every week? I mean, I'm not even going to lie. People saw me because I, you know, I had the knee-jerk reaction. I'm like, oh, hell no. What you talking about? I just signed up for Hulu and y'all doing this. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, calm down, girl. And I'm like, you know what? We're in this age right now where, you know, with all the things that we can watch things on TV with, with on demand, Hulu and Netflix. We're so used to this age where if a show airs at 2 o'clock and we're not home to see it, we're just like, nah, I'll watch it later on. Or if when later on comes, we're like, nah, I'll watch it tomorrow. I'll watch mm-hmm. it this day. I'll watch it. I'll watch it on the weekend. We've just become into that age now. And I think Prospect Park looked at it and was just like, you know, fans are happy that They've brought it back, but, you know, it's not like what we anticipated. So they have a different type of viewing habit now, so we're going to do it this way. I mean, the one thing I will say, because a lot of people are upset, they brought them back. They could have been like, man, this is just too much. We're going to tell these dope ass to kick rocks and, you know, watch them on videotape or something. But, but that's you the know, concern. I'm going to give it a chance to see how it goes before, you know, I really be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I'm going to give it a chance. <laughs> they didn't have to bring them back. They could have just been like, this is just too much. You know, y'all want us to do too much here, and we're done with it. So we're just, I'm just going to sit back and just see how this plays out. Isn't that the concern, though, Jamie? I mean, aside of the fact that people are upset that they're going maybe from four to two, there are some fans who are maybe worried that this is – a delayed attempt to tell fans to kick rocks or that, you know, the shows are going to be disappearing. And obviously that's a horribly scary idea for soap fans. So what do you tell them? You know, do you think that this really is the best strategic move to make sure that people are watching or are you concerned that four becomes two becomes one becomes none? I'm going to be honest, Dan. Uh, and I said this in my post, I'm going to give them a chance to make good on the fact that Prospect Park has said that they are still committed to doing these shows. They're still committed to producing, you know, they cut their episode order in half, but that they're still 
committed to doing what 110, I think it is, um, this year. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to do what my jaded, cynical self never does, and take them at their word, while you know, still kind of looking out the side of my eye, because <clears throat> in the past we have had this happen with this particular company where, you know, there's been mm-hmm. the, the day that they go off on ABC, they come back on on your TV, on your computer. That didn't happen. And then it was, well, we need more time. And then it was, well, you know, the unions and Susan Lucci won't work with us, so we're scrapping it. And, you know, and then at the 11th hour, right before their uh, license was about to expire, we're doing it again. So fans have, I mean, I've seen a lot of calm down, be quiet, this and that. Fans have a right to be a little gun shy. It's like that old saying, you know, fool me once, shame mm-hmm. on you. Fool me twice, shame on it all. But I don't feel like they're trying to fool anyone. Saying all of that, I will say that I think it's just this is a new uncharted sea. I don't think that there's any grand conspiracy to, you know, do do wrong by any of these soap fans. I really believe that they're trying their best to bring about a successful business model for these shows because I mean that that's what's best for them. They're businessmen, um, you know, holding out for a lawsuit. I mean, you know how long lawsuits can be tied up in court. Disney could tie that lawsuit up till Jesus comes back. So they really <laughs> want to make a profit out of this. I do believe them on that, and I do feel that they feel this is the best way. I said from the beginning, I think that they should have stripped these shows separately. I mean, if you're really going to, you know, pattern what's working in serialized storytelling, you look at cable. You look at how Showtime has their Dexter as a huge event in the summer, how Mm -hmm. they have their, you know, whatever other show is is their fall serialized drama. That way you do 13 weeks back, you know, that's just my thinking. I would rather, because now what they're going to now seems very confusing to me. It's like, and if I'm confused and I do this, for, you know, a living. Right. It's like, it's going to be kind of hard to remember, okay, Monday, Wednesday. Okay, no, Tuesday. It's because, I mean, the whole nature of this is watching in a row. So you get all hyped up on Monday for, you know, Jesse finding Cassie at the sugar shack, shaking it like a salt <laughs> shaker. And then Tuesday, you got to get your mind wrapped around the fact that Todd and Victor's evil twin sister, Victor Tradia, is coming back to get her portion <laughs> oh, of the Lord. You know, I mean, you know, it's just like, I would rather just see them each be one 13-week miniseries event ending sure, on a huge right. cliffhanger, and then mm-hmm. you pick up with One Life to Live, and then you pick up with Santa Barbara, which I hope they license one day. You know, I'm just saying uh, I think it would be easier to do it that way, but, you know, I'm not the one signing anybody's checks. I'm just, well, except for mine and Jillian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I can't tell them how to run their business, but... Sort of like how USA does their show. That's why I said Yeah, before, like, you know, all cable. Yeah, you know, yeah. just do them as rather than, because I feel like what they're going to, I don't mind the cutting the episode order down. I mean, I'm going to be real here. If they did them as 13-week, one-episode-a-week shows, just like True Blood or, I mean, we get tons of great soapy stories from shows like that. We all were just screaming about the end of Scandal last night. If they did them, you know, if I got one hour a week that was amazing 
and done over a full 13-week arc, I'd be cool with that. Um, but, you know, we'll see how this works. I think that it's just going to be a lot of adjustment. This might not be the last time that this gets adjusted because this is uncharted territory. This is, right. And soap fans have to be patient because these are not soaps on daytime television that were, are cash cows anymore. This is more akin to what Frank and Ann Hummert and Erna Phillips were doing on the radio in the 30s. This is a new business model. When Erna Phillips did uh, her first soap, she didn't even have a sponsor for it. You know, she did that whole that whole soap, you know, basically for that network, I believe it, or for that, you know, that local uh, Chicago radio station before she even had a sponsor. I think was that Painted Dreams, you know, so you just got to be patient. I mean, this is a new model and of course, Erna didn't have to deal with an internet and Twitter and comments which we love that because that makes us money <laughs> that fans can immediately <laughs> react and immediately say something's not going to work but the fact is the proof will be in the pudding we'll know it if it works if it you know if this time next year if they're still around you know i guess i'm blathering but no. i'm going to be i'm i am going to be more optimistic and i'm going to be honest that really comes from having done this for five years now because i was so reactionary about everything when i started doing this and now i'm like yeah, you know, who knows? We just never know what's going to happen next. I think part of it, too, is that we've seen the worst-case scenario where they were gone, so this is better than nothing. And right. I'm looking, we have a caller on the line who we're going to get to in a minute from Wisconsin. But something that I want to bring up that will probably be one of the more controversial things that I say this hour, maybe in some time, but everybody knows that All My Children is my first love. It's a soap that got me hooked but I have to say that I think that there was this wide expectation that when the two shows returned, that it would be One Life to Live that was going to be the most popular of the two shows. Even I expected it because, uh, you know, its ratings were higher when it was on TV. It wasn't uh, gone as long. They had more of the original cast members coming back. But it looks, and we don't have any solid numbers. We just have sort of statistical rankings. But All My Children, surprisingly, has been the one that's ranked higher than all my children, or than one life to live on Hulu and on iTunes. I'm not entirely sure why, but we're hearing from Prospect Park that they found that fans are no longer watching both soaps the way they might have when they were on TV. You put on ABC, you watch the news, you watch All My Children, One Life to Live, General Hospital. Now they're saying that fans are watching one and not the other. So Jillian from you guys on Daytime Confidential did a, a survey. I haven't had a chance to look at the poll yet to see what people are saying. But are you hearing from people that they really are only watching one and not the other? Um, I've seen people actually say that they're watching both, that they're watching both in you know at the same time. I'm really that really did surprise me that Plastic Park said that they were watching one instead of the other. Well, let's actually find out from somebody who's watching these. We're going to take that call from Elizabeth from Wisconsin. Elizabeth, welcome to Soap Central Live. Well, thank you. Let I me find say, out. First of all, um, you, number one, I don't have a TV. Okay. So I'm glad everything's online, anyways. I did wish that, you know, they stayed with the whole hour for each soap. And soaps were pretty much made for stay at home moms and stuff like that. So for them to just change everything around, when everything, you can watch anything online 24 hours a day. 
And if they wanted to give the viewers more time to even watch anything, then have more episodes rather than like five or six online, you know, whether it's ABC, CBS, whatever it is, you know, it's the fact that we're still going to watch but now changing everything around when everyone just started getting used to the shows being back online and being back up and running, we love that. Now they're saying, okay, well, you're only going to get this many for these days, and it's like, why? Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for sharing that. I've been it's... watching since for 31 years, since birth, basically. i remember watching the show when I was real young and everything, and I still watch it today. You know, I get up, I watch my soaps, and then I do my daily routine and clean and do whatever else I have to do. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing that. Now, Jamie, Elizabeth brings up a really good point. With the shows now being online where you can, in theory, watch anytime you want, I've seen a lot of people saying that they're now watching the soaps, one or the other or both, before they start their day, before they you know, take the kids to school, before they, they go to work. It would seem that having more opportunity to watch them would allow more people to watch and get caught up. But again, we're hearing that it looks like most of the viewers are binge viewing and they're waiting until the end of the week and they're watching them all in segments. What are you hearing from people how they're watching? Well, you know, that poll that we did, um, it, was, it was kind of, well, you know, I mean, we, of course the majority said both. Um, then in One Life to Live, beat out all my children. But if you, one of the main things that you had to really kind of pay attention to in Prospect Park's uh, press release is they weren't really talking about the people that read Daytime Confidential or that read Soap Central. Right. They, they mentioned that this would probably upset the diehard soap fans because our Fans are, you know, we're basically, we represent like the focus group, if you, if you will, because the people that read our sites are diehard soap fans. So I think their decision making is based on kind of the, the casual uh, soap viewer who's not going to be that, in, who doesn't make up a, you know, a login name on Soap Central or Daytime Confidential, you know, liaison <laughs> lover 70. <laughs> Five, you know, th- that person, they know they got, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, they're trying to get, you know, that fickle lover, you know, they mm-hmm. know that they got our readers and our fans. And, you know, I right. think that they're kind of trying to reach out to that casual viewer. And Dan, I'm a big believer in, in benchmarking. Um, when I started blogging, when Luke convinced me to start, Luke Kerr, my business partner, brought me on to Daytime Confidential. I didn't even really know, I didn't even really follow entertainment blogs. I didn't even know. So I'm going to be honest, that's the first thing I did is like, well, let me go see what the successful blogs are. So I visited yours, Dan, you know, because I'm a big believer in you benchmark. You see what's going on. I, you know, I was like, this Perez Hilton character, he's getting all this, you know, popularity and growth. So I feel like if, my, if I had any advice for Prospect Park, and I'm sure they have done this, but they need to be paying attention to what, working with House of Cards and how, you know, that's managed to become a huge success online. And, you know, other series, you know, I'd be paying very close attention to Arrested Development. And, you know, maybe not so much even really paying so much attention to what, because let's be real, I mean, the last 10 years of daytime television, save for 
the rating spike at the end of one life and the rating surge that's happened for General Hospital and a couple of other soaps recently. I mean, it's been downhill since OJ. So I wouldn't even really be too much benchmarking or trying to figure out the viewing habits of of daytime viewers because that's been such an eroding demographic for so long. If you're going to look at it like this is now we have to compete in this space with on with what with what hot excuse me with what is hot online then you need to be looking at why is house of cards so hot you need to be looking at why is why is there such a buzz for arrested development why is that nostalgia factor so big and a lot of it is star power i mean we know that Jason Bateman and the whole crew is coming back. I feel like with all my children, with One Life rather first, let me say that. One Life, as you mentioned, they assembled almost their entire team from the end of the show. Um, they didn't promote that Trevor was back. Um, I might have would have done that. These soap fans are smart enough to know. I mean, I, I might have would have had that, you know, screamed that from the rooftops. And with all my children, it's no denying they need to get Susan Lucci. Because I mm-hmm. do feel like... If the shows were being watched more, this wouldn't have happened. And that's not a, crit- a critique or, you know, a slam, but, I mean, I don't think that Prospect Park wanted to cut the episode order two weeks in. And, you know, there's just, I mean, All My Children is so synonymous with Susan Lucci and Eric right. Kane. I mean, she yeah. is the brand of that show, and that is taking nothing away from the amazing stars that are there, Katie McClain and Jill Larson, Debbie Morgan, all who have you know, been, you know, as Jill said in her own Facebook post, they've had this, they've put together this Herculean effort. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what set all my children apart and made it not the ugly stepchild that One Life had to deal with being on ABC was Susan Lucci and Erica Kane. And I feel like if you bring her back and you have a bombastic, out-of-the-park, something that fans never could have thought of storyline for Erica Kane that is modern and fresh and you know fast moving and and when i say fast moving i don't there's a way to be fast moving and still play all the beats scandal does it every week uh, we've seen a lot of um fast moving stories with one life to live but they they've been missing beats and you know i mean that's a small gripe but that is part of soap opera. You know, we all screamed at the end of Scandal, spoiler alert, when old girl said, Dad, <laughs> you know, when she realized that the person who's been trying to ruin her life is her father. You know, One Life kind of rushed through a lot of the beats with this amazing Tale of Two Todd story, you know, with Vicky, you know, Vicky uh, Lord, Erica Slezak. Oh, I heard Allison uh, had you. I mean, you know, just kind of playing Got through, the, you know. It, no, you're right. And you I, know, I think it started with this amazing adventure sequence with Todd racing to escape these these men with these mysterious tattoos, and then basically you just get a few you know alludes allusions to that, and then it's done. I mean, you know, you just they've got to get better with threading that type of. Basically, it's like this came from soap opera. We all know that serialized storytelling came from the soap opera. But cable and primetime took what our genre did best and is doing it much better than they are now. And I think they've got to get back to that. They've got to get, they've got to pay it. They've got to, the writers for these shows have got to do some marathons of Scandal and Grey's Anatomy and The Big C and some of these shows that are really nailing 
serialized storytelling and adapt their storytelling to that. It's not just about let's tell a sensational story, let's do sex trafficking, or let's make you know the teenagers on One Life to Live nasty and potty mouthed. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. let's tell a really engaging story with these people, and they've done a lot of that. I'm I'm impressed with the sex trafficking story on All My Children. I'm impressed with the tale of two Todds. I, you know, I had a couple of gripes, but then where they really lose you, and, and this is a clincher here because young adults are the ones who save shows like Gossip Girl, keep it on forever. Well, it's not on anymore, but we know that those shows were not hits on television, but they were huge hits on online viewing, and that's because young people want them. Young people digest them. So why are the young people, you know, keeping Carrie Diaries renewed? online because that's what's happening because that show had five fans on the cw but a million people watch it online so well, why well, is you're talking, that? If you're talking you know, about the people online we have somebody who, who's holding we want to make sure that we get to them quick and we'll get back to that we have angela holding angela welcome to soap central live hi dan i apologize hi. i've got a little bit of walking pneumonia so my voice is a little bit off well but, feel better um, and let's let's uh, try to get to your question or your comment yeah um I appreciate what Julian and um, uh, Jamie were saying. I, I, I tweeted back and forth with Jamie yesterday. I, I was really very taken aback by the fact that Prospect Park made this change after, you know, basically two two to three weeks in. Um, you know, it, it just seemed to me, and I think that it, it brought back all the skepticism and all the worry Again, you know, I had really kind of settled everything that had gone on the last year and a half. And then as soon as this thing happened, coupled with the fact that they brought that lawsuit with ABC, I want my, one question I have for Jamie is that, you know, back at the end of last year, um, we really were hearing a lot of what I felt like was more than just a rumble, but some serious contemplation at ABC of doing something with the shows thinking that the rights were going to revert back. And, you know, it, it, you know, so when all of this kind of broke yesterday, and I've calmed down a lot about it because I was, I think more than anything, it's the shock of them doing it after two weeks. Um, I could see at the end of 13-week run, they could say, wow, you know, we really, the, the numbers, you know, the raw numbers of people tuning in were not what we thought. We need to make some adjustments, but to to do such a knee jerk change in two weeks really makes you feel like it makes me feel like the company is on shakier ground financially than we really understood. We only have about a minute for you to be able to answer that, Jamie, since she directed at you. So okay. let me give you that full minute. Okay. So here's here's what I know, and this is you know I've I've conveyed this before, so it's it's no secret. My sources did tell me that ABC was seriously considering bringing those shows back uh, as summer series. Uh, ABC's had a lot of success with shows like Rookie Blue in primetime during the summer, um, and now they're launching Mistresses, which is very serialized and soapy. And, yes, I had heard, and, you know, I wasn't the only one who reported it. TV Guide had a story about it um, where they were considering doing something of that effect. Uh, but Prospect Park had the option, and, you know, when they went to ABC, ABC extended the option because, you know, they were about to run out. So at this point, that's kind of a, uh, a mute point. Moot point, I think is how you pronounce that. Not mute, but um, 
because they do have the rights to them now, and I think they have them for a decade. Um, I think there are some caveats in that where they have to be in production with them. So for right now, they are, it's, you know, it's just like if I was leasing my apartment, as long as I don't, you know, piss on the walls and <laughs> have to, you know, I mean, it's, it's a situation where it's my apartment because I lease it. So they, you know, they have the license to the shows, you know, as long as they're in production or can show that they're trying to produce, I think it's like for 10 years. I don't know what you do in your apartments that you're pissing on the walls, but before we... (laughs) I mean, I think that would totally, like... That might nullify my agreement, so I'm saying... Yeah, yeah. I think they would cough up your security deposit. Let me give Jillian the last 30 (laughs) seconds before we have to sign off to give a message to everybody out there regarding All My Children, One Life to Live who may still be very upset about this. I just think people just need to wait and see. This is a new venture by Prospect Park. Um, everybody, you know, tends to roll their eyes about soap operas and from prime time to film, but everybody knows that soaps are really hard to produce and create with that type of format. We just need to wait and see before we make any judgments and then just go from there. I think that's the best advice for anybody. Jamie and Jillian, I want to thank you both for dropping by today. Thank you for having us. And for all of you out there, if you can't get enough of Jillian and Jamie, you can check them out at Daytime Confidential. We're also going to be tweeting their Twitter account so you can follow them if you are not already doing so. I also want to thank Adam Michael James for dropping by. You can check out his latest Two Scoops column on The Bold and the Beautiful over at SoapCentral.com. And if you've missed any part of today's show, if you want to hear it again or you want to share it with your friends, you can head over to our official show page at SoapCentral.com slash radio to listen to this show on demand or any of the other shows that we've done since back in January 2010. It's all completely free to do so. So head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio for that. In the meantime, I'm going to be back here next Friday, May 24th, at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for more of our Anything and Everything Soap Chats here on the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.